Hello and welcome to In Alignment. This is the show that embraces rawness and vulnerability in order to help you through your healing and self-love journey. I'm your host, Diana Vanessa, self-mastery coach, meditation coach, and a lifelong learner. And today I really wanted to talk on the ebbs and flows of life. See, with so much of our lives visible on social media, it can be easy to judge our own journey and growth. But now more and more people are opening up about their challenges and sharing their lows in order to remind us that life isn't just sunshine and rainbows. See, the ebbs and flows are natural. They're cyclical. And I am here today to remind you that the rise and fall of your emotions, your career, growth, and your relationships does not mean that you have failed in any way. On the contrary, it means that you are exactly where you need to be. See, there's this unrealistic expectation that's encouraged by our society, particularly capitalist society. And that is that we must always be on the rise and that stagnation or dips is a sign of failure. When this is actually not the case. See, never-ending rise or never-ending growth is just not possible or sustainable. Growth only exists because there exists a decline. Without these dips, without these moments of reflection, there would not be the opportunity for growth. So let's break it down. What is ebb and flow? The first time I heard this, I was like, I get the gist, but I don't even know what ebb is or what flow means. Ebb is the decline. It's sometimes characterized by slowing down, stagnation, depression, sadness, numbness, apathy, lack of energy, feeling lost or just being frustrated with not being able to go anywhere right this is usually when we're here there's like a feeling of stuckness of helplessness while the flow is the rise the rise of the tide it's characterized by a season of growth where our manifestations are coming into fruition joy peace ease and action where there's abundant energy and flow and while of course we have a preference I'm here to tell you that one is not better than the other. They are both simply experiences. And while you may find yourself dreading your lows, it's often in these times, in these season of decline, where we find our true nature, where we actually make the changes for a better life. It's when we have our backs against the wall that we consciously choose ourselves. So these ebbs or this decline, it gets the short end of the stick because we want to avoid these experiences. But like I said, it's during the season of decline or stagnation that we're able to have a reference and be able to experience joy and peace more profoundly. It's in this season where we can rest, where we can reflect and where we get to create We get to create consciously, more importantly, and be intentional. We get to release behaviors and habits that no longer serve us. And we get to choose the ones that do. You can think of it as your winter, where you get to recharge, check in with yourself, and prioritize yourself. Now, I know it can be uncomfortable to face these lows, but here are five things that can help you when you are, or excuse me, seven things that you can do to help you when you are in these lows. The first is to be kind and gentle to yourself. 
correct your self-talk if it's unkind. Two, forgive yourself instead of judging yourself. And if you're out of practice and you tend to judge yourself a lot or criticize yourself a lot, again, just correct yourself. Rephrase your statements in a more forgiving and loving way. Third thing you can do is take a day to reset yourself. Have a reset day. Practice self-care. Four, allow and surrender. There's no need to fight this current. Like I said, this is a a season for rest. A season for reflection, not action. Don't worry. I promise you that these seasons are always followed by another season of flow. The next thing that you can do, the fifth thing, is tune into your body, your soul, and your mind. Ask yourself what it is that you need at this time. Check in frequently. In fact, check in more frequently than you normally do in your states of flow. Because there's going to be a lot of emotions and a lot of fluctuations that you want to be attuned to. Number six is do things that you are good at or that you like. What I mean here is do things that highlight your skills and your values. It's during this time where you want to empower yourself and where you want to find yourself and recreate yourself. And finally, seventh thing that you can do during these lows is to reflect. Reflect, reflect, reflect. Identify if there are any habits, any behaviors, events, or even people that brought you into this slow state. And reflect on them. What can you do? What do you have control over? What do you want to continue to allow in your life? And what are you ready to release? Now, while there is a lot to gain from the ebbs of life, the flow is just as important. But I will warn you, it is during these times, during these flows, where we ease up and we tend to veer away from our truth. It can be easy to get caught up in the good feelings. It can be easy to misplace our energy when your energy is abundant. Ironically, my self-care was at its best when I was at my worst. I learned oftentimes that I was getting depressed because I didn't practice self-care and reflection when things were going well. And so I was digging a hole for myself. We are given the gift of perspective during our lows. It's during these flow states that there's a lot of energy and movement around us. And this is the time for action. This is a time for you to be proactive so that you can make the most of your flow state. Here are eight things that you can do. And the first is to practice being kind to others and yourself. So this is a play on what I was saying earlier of what what you can do during those low moments. But you have to remember, practice makes perfect. It's going to be hard for you to do a lot of things in these lower states, right? In these, like your lows and your decline. So if you practice things while you're feeling good, while you have the energy, while you have the creativity, it's gonna be easier to apply. So practice being kind to others and yourself as often as you can. Practice, the second number two, practice forgiving others and practice forgiving yourself. Three, 
write down all the ways that you can practice self-care. I encourage you during this time to make a self-care box. You can add uplifting things for yourself. All right, so things that maybe like a face mask or a candle that's comforting, a blanket, pictures, room spray, whatever it is that's going to help you. And again, this is you being proactive because right now you have the energy to take care of yourself. The fourth thing that you can do kind of goes along with the self-care is to make a music playlist. You can make a music playlist for with your lows in mind. So something uplifting and happy or even something calm. Maybe you have anxiety and there is a certain type of music that can help you calm that anxiety. So be proactive. Create that beforehand because you know as well as I, in those states of depression, in those states of anxiety, it's hard to create a playlist. It's hard to do anything. Now, number five check in regularly all right give yourself moments of silence to really check in with yourself are you doing things that are in alignment with your truth or are you following somebody else's truth all right a lot of times we hit these lows these moments of feeling lost because we don't check in with ourselves when things are going well If you have all this energy, make sure that you're consistently directing it in the right direction, right? On the right path. And a way that you can do this is by journaling. You can journal often. And this is one of my other points. You can do number six, journal often because it's going to help give you a heads up if you are heading into a season of rest, right? Into this low season. If you are on track with your own goals it can just help you give you a check-in so journal often i encourage you to include gratitudes because writing daily gratitudes not only helps give you a more positive look outlook on life where you find the silver lining in things but it actually helps you have more of a growth mindset where you can see the bigger picture and you can feel or you can see how you can grow from a situation rather than crumble, All right? And of course, a mood tracker. You can include a mood tracker to help you practice tuning into your emotions. The seventh thing I encourage you to do during this, these high states, right, during these flow states is to create meaningful connections. It's during this time where you're going to have energy to talk to people, to reach out. It's during this time where you can create or find a supportive community for yourself. All right. This is going to be a really good time for you to let people know what your needs are and how they can help you. And finally, the eighth thing that you can do is to create habits that you want to last, habits that you want to continue implementing. Be diligent about them. See, the more that you do something, the easier it is to do. And even if you're not feeling well, if you've kept these habits every single day, if you've kept at it every single day for a year or a couple years, it's going to be really easy to maintain that regardless of what state you're in. Something like brushing your teeth, right? Or eating. I'm telling you, I have been in these low depressive states and doing the most basic things 
is strenuous. So trying to incorporate a new habit is impossible or feels impossible. It is the most daunting task. So if you can practice these healthy habits, if you can practice these check-ins, these journaling, self-care, if you can practice all of this when things are good, you can practice it regularly and you can be consistent, it's going to be much easier for you to maintain that and help yourself out of these low moments or help yourself get the most out of these low moments. So I want to end with this. I want to remind you to be present with yourself. Okay, all of you is worthy of existing and being accepted. All of your emotions are worthy and important. All of you is allowed and needs to be seen. Be present with all your stages. Be grateful for all your stages. And I promise you, if you do this, if you're able to be present with all of it, you're going to find beauty in all those experiences. You're going to be able to make the most of it. Okay? Remember that this is about the journey. This is about both the ebbs and flows. Allowing yourself to detach from the outcome, from the desired destination, you'll find yourself gaining more from that experience, more from the full experience when you're allowing yourself to be immersed in it. So I want to thank you for tuning in. I encourage you to give the podcast a follow. And if you feel like this is a message that's helpful for somebody in your life, go ahead and send it to them. Let them know that you're here for them, that you're supporting them, and that this podcast is here for them. Here to give them tips, here to support them on their journey of self-love, of growth, of self-development. I talk a lot about how you are a creator in your life, how you're a creator, a co-creator, but I don't get a chance to dive into that very deeply or break that down. So next week, I'm focusing that episode on how you are a creator and how you can use your power to take control of your life. So if you're tired of feeling lost and out of control, if you're tired of feeling helpless or like there's very little that you can do about your life, I really encourage you to listen to next week's podcast. It's going to be, I mean, it was exactly what I needed to hear last year. And I'm excited for next week's episode. So I will see you then. Have a beautiful rest of your week. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Sending lots of love and positive energy. Bye.